הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים, לרנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר הקדוש שבארץ המה. ובמבחן רבנו הקדוש תדיק יסוד עולם נחל נו בעמק החוכמה. רבנו נחמן פגמן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן. זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם תלוי בקונטיניו ודין סעיף קנ"ג ושיחות הר"ן. קונברסיישן 153 And uh, it also has to do a little bit with uh, what's going on here, especially in the land of Israel. Um, there's a lot of secrets here that connect to what's going on. Um, why the other nations call us thieves, that we took a land that isn't ours, and all these things. Of course, we know it belongs to us. And uh, that all those uh, hostages, all those people that have uh, suffered under the hands of these Rashaim, that Hashem Yitbach should avenge their blood and Yitzhak Hashem will hear good news, salvations for all of Israel um, and the Geulah for all of us, Yitzhak Hashem, and uh, with the coming Mashiach Tzitken of Yitzhak Hashem. So, we continue where we left off. Now, um, uh, continuing what Rabbi Nathan just discussed, how on that Friday night, um, on Shabbat Nachamu, uh, Rabbi Nathan and all the students and followers came to Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu came out, uh, did the Kiddush, And instead of going back into the room, which he normally would do, he sat down at the table and began to speak. And this is what he said. And Rabbi already at this point was very sick. He was close to his death and he was very, very weak. Rabbi declared, Why are you guys traveling to me? Don't you see that I know nothing now? I literally know nothing at all. Rabbeinu says, when I give a Torah, you guys have a reason to travel to me, to come to me. But now why do you guys come to me? Isn't it that I know nothing now? Rabbeinu is telling his students, I understand if you would come to me if you wanted to hear a Torah lesson, but I know absolutely nothing. Rabbeinu writes in Chayim Oran, That bigger than my Torah knowledge and my, my Chidushim of Torah, my Torah novelties, is my ignorance. Is whenever I say I know nothing. Rabbeinu says, when I know nothing, this is bigger than any Torah I can give. For we know that the highest knowledge of all is not knowing. Um, it's brought down, this is, the keter of, uh, this is the Keter of everything, this is the crown. This has to do with the Sefirah of Keter. Um, keter is Resha de Latida, the head which is not known. It's the idea of... Uh, um, The purpose of all yediyah, of all knowledge, is not to know. So when Rabbeinu says, I know nothing, this is his, one of his highest levels. Rabbeinu said this multiple times throughout his life. You can see how Rabbeinu is always moving from one level to the next. So Rabbeinu says, I know nothing now. For now, I'm a totally ordinary man. I'm a totally simple person. And Rabbeinu continued uh, speaking about this. He went on lengths. Um, 
doubling, even saying this three times. That he knows absolutely nothing. And that he's just a totally simple man. And that he's ordinary. And then he said, And Rabbanu said, the only thing that brings me my vitality, the only thing that brings me life right now, the only thing good I can find within me, is what? That I had the merit to step foot in the land of Israel. And I went to the land of Israel. And Rabbanu continued, continued speaking about this. Saying that truthfully, deep down, he absolutely knows nothing at all. That he's just a totally ordinary man. And that all he does is bring himself vitality by the fact that he was in the land of Israel. This was the only thing good Rabbanu could find within himself. And from within this conversation, Rabbanu began to speak and to explain this entirely awesome subject. How he brings himself to life at the time when he's simple. Um, from the way, from the pathways to the land of Israel, from the journey to the land of Israel. Rabbanu in this Torah, I'm not going to get into the lesson, it's a very deep lesson to understand what it's mentioned here. But Rabbanu in this Torah brings up a beautiful question. He says, we know in the verse, it says, for the Torah is your life and the length of your days. So Rabbanu asks the question, how is it possible that a person can separate from your life? How is it possible that a person can separate from the vitality of life, which is the Torah, for even one moment? And of course we know that you can only survive with uh, something you have to eat, you have to drink, you have to use a restroom that is in Torah. So Rabbeinu says, he says like this, he says, of course we know that uh, that the nullification of Torah, the cessation of Torah, sometimes is what... Uh, um, Helps the Torah prosper. It helps the Torah sustain itself. It gives the Torah. Um, it, it gives you sustainability. It allows you to fulfill the Torah. Sometimes you need a break. So Rabbanu teaches us, even though that's true, though, if it's your life and the length of your days, even if it was, even if it is possible to survive without it for even just a few moments, why would you want to do that in the first place? So Rabbanu says, first off, how do you survive without it, and second off, and secondly, how. Um, how, how would you even want to do that if you know it's your vitality and your life force? And Rabbanu explains that whenever a person's in a simple state, meaning when he's away from Torah, he gets his vitality from the, uh, the way uh, to the land of Eretz Yisrael, but, um, what do you call it? The tzaddik, but, uh, sorry, each and every simple person receives his vitality from the tzaddik. And the tzaddik receives his vitality from the land or from the way to the land of Israel. From the derech, which is Derech Eretz, has to do with Derech Eretz, and the 26 generations that preceded the giving of the Torah. To get more into depth about it and to explain the entire sequence of how this works, you have to look in Lesson 78. It's a very, very deep lesson connecting to um, why Hashem Bar promised us the land of Israel and um, so much of this these deep secrets that are mentioned over there about where we receive our vitality, how we are all dependent on the the Ishpashut the Ishpashut Gadol, the big simple man, who's the Tzadik Haimet, who lowers himself into simplicity to vit- to bring vitality to each and every individual, even the the nations of the world. All this deep stuff that we all have to understand, but the only way to know this is to look at the lesson. It's such a beautiful lesson, so powerful. 
And Rabbanu said, Rabbanu began to go on to this, to explain this most amazing subject of how he brings himself to life during the time of his simplicity and his, order, um, his ordinary lifestyle. And how he brings himself vitality from the way to the land of Israel, from the pathways to the land of Israel. And with this, he also brings life to all the simple people in the world, Shekurin Prastakis. That we call the, the prostics, that we call the people who are simple. Whether it's people who study Torah, whether it's people who are masters of Torah, at the time when these people um, nullify themselves from Torah, they stop from studying Torah, they go eat, do whatever it is they need to do, business transactions, whatever it is. Or whether it's totally simple people, that they are totally simple individuals, they don't study Torah. Even the nations of the world, even they need to accept vitality from this tzaddik who lowers himself into the simplicity and receives all the vitality from the journey to the land of Israel. As brought down all in this lesson, look over there very deeply, you'll see wonders, you'll see amazing things. And as Rabban was doing this, speaking this, Rabbanu began speaking about why he entered these quarters. Because it's mentioned over there in the lesson. It's mentioned over there that now too, also in the diaspora and outside the land of Israel, the Jewish people sometimes get to a certain place. The Jews get there. They conquer that place and they sanctify it. That it should be a Jewish place. And this too represents the land of Israel. Those batekinesio, those batemidrashot, those homes that we put mezuzot on, everything that we come and we go and do, and we bring Torah mitzvot maasim tovim to, we conquer that place and we turn into the land of Israel. And as it says in, in Rashi, on the first Rashi of the Torah, that uh, the nations will claim that the land of Israel isn't ours, that we came and we were thieves, we conquered whatever it is. But through the strength of God's acts, His deeds, as is mentioned, as in the verse in Tehillim, the strength of God's deeds, He told to His nation, to give to them an inheritance of the nations. Meaning what? That God's, the strength of God's act, meaning um, the, the Maaseh Bereshit, by the fact that He created the world, this is what determines the fact that He can give us the land of Israel, that He can take it from whoever He wants to and give it to us, and that we too can conquer a place and make it kadosh, make it holy. It's through God's, the strength of God's acts, meaning the fact that He created the world, the 28 letters of Maaseh Bereshit, sorry, the 28 words, uh, it's probably 28 letters, sorry, um, yeah, 28 letters, um, that all of this represents the fact that God gave that God it's in God's hands to give the land of Israel to whoever He wants, or to give us the opportunity to conquer certain places and to transform it into the land of Israel. And through this, we have the permission, we have the strength to conquer the world and to sanctify it in the holiness of the Jewish people. Because God created the world, and with God's will, He will give it to to us. Sorry, with his will, he gave it to the seven nations, the, the nations that occupied the land of Israel before us. And with God's will, he took it from them and gave it to us.
And this is what is brought down in the first Rashi of the entire Torah. As is mentioned over there very well, the Rabbeinu finished the entire lesson. And after Rabbeinu finished the lesson, he, he entered a tremendous joy. And he commanded us to sing the song of which literally means I'll sing with praise. It's a song of the Yachizal that is customarily sung on Friday night after we do Amotzi. This time, instead of telling us to sing it after Amotzi, he sang it right after the Torah lesson, which was done right after Kiddush. So Rabbeinu made us sing Azamah B'Shvachim before Netilat Adayim. Because Rabbeinu's main way, his main custom was to do, make us sing the song after Amotzi. And even during these times when Rabbeinu was extremely weak, the majority of the time we were not singing next time. But now because of the great joy that was taking place, Rabbeinu commanded us to sing immediately. Rabbeinu himself began to sing with us too. Then Rabbeinu began speaking with us and conversing with us with tremendous simcha and with a true grace that is wondrous, that is awesome. Very, very much. Rabbeinu ate through the entire sauda, he sat through the entire meal with tremendous joy. And Rabbeinu spoke with us, he conversed with us very much. He reinforced us very, very much in many different types of language. And a little bit of this is already printed in other Sfarim. It's not even mentioned here, but some say, I think it's in some Hashmatot and some excerpts that are mentioned not here. In other places, the Rabbanu did Aliyat Neshama. Rabbanu's soul ascended and, uh, for quite some time until he came back. And then he scrammed. He... he he let out a big voice from the depth of his heart. From the depth of his heart. Givald. And this lesson, lesson 78, of the volume 2 of Likute Moran, that Rabbi Nathan mentions over there, that Rabbeinu emphasized the word Givald. Givald, zait ich, ayach nit miyash. What does that mean? Ba'amar bezalashon ken yehush izgar nitfar handin. Rabbanu said, Oi, never give up on yourselves. There's no such thing as despair in the world at all. This is one of Rabbanu's most famous phrases. And Shum there's no such thing as despair in the world at all. There's no such thing as giving up. Imagine a tzaddik like this, like Rabbanu in his, one of the darkest periods of his life, suffering tremendous suffering, afflictions, having to repair thousands of souls every single day. Uh, something we cannot even begin to understand, the suffering, the immense suffering that, it, that the Bala Sadeh has to go through, the master of the field has to go through. And from this place, he's screaming, because when Rabbeinu saw everything, he saw the Neshamot, he made it, it's a Torah Nikute Moran. It's not just some cheesy phrase, it's a fact, and it's an emunah that we have to believe in, that there's no such thing as despair in the world at all, that no matter how um, desperate the situation might be, no matter how low we might go, there's no such thing as despair. There's no um, place where we can uh, stop praying. 
ואי אפשר לצייר הרמזים שרמז לנו בתמונותיו הקדושים. And Rabbi Nathan said it's impossible to describe the gestures that Rabbeinu gave us whenever the hints he was hinting to us with his holy gestures. איך להתחזק עד אין קץ ותכלית, that we have to reinforce ourselves with no end. That Rabbeinu was emphasizing, we must not give up no matter what. And Rabbeinu was using his hands and his gestures to explain this. And Rabbi Nathan says, I cannot even express to you how his gestures were, were emphasizing the fact that there's no place which is rid from hope. And Rabbeinu took so much pride in himself that the fact that he was now besimcha was such joy. And he said, that he's in fear and in joy. Today I rejoice with trepidation. Chapter 2, verse 11. Rabbi Nathan says, And to describe and to explain the grace, the truth, the beauty, the splendor, the holiness, the fear, the joy of this Shabbat. The skins of all the rams of Nevayot would not suffice to explain this. Look at all the adjectives Rabbi Nathan uses. For Rabbi Nathan experienced all of that. For all the students saw all of this. It's an incredible, incredible story we're listening to that we just spoke about. God willing, in the next uh, episode, we'll finish off the story. But we already see here, Ba'uch Hashem, that we have a tzaddik like Rabbi who can reinforce us and encourage us, and especially dark times like we are in right now. Hashem Yitbach should transform them for good, as He always does. As Rabbeinu taught us, there is an idea that everything will be transformed for the good. And with Emunah, we will do this. We will continue to attach ourselves to Rabbeinu, apply His advice, and of course, serve Hashem Yitbach with Simcha, with Hira'ah, with love, with, uh, with fear. So, uh, that's it for today. Bezrat Hashem, we continue. Um, uh, next podcast with uh, finishing off Seif uh, Kuf Nun Gimel and also Kuf Nun Dalet Bezrat Hashem.